This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's a privilege to be with you as we continue a theme that we started last week, and that theme is not being ashamed of the gospel. And we looked at the life of Paul. And when you read Acts 16 and Acts 17, you'll find that Paul was imprisoned in Philippi. He was smuggled out of Berea. He was mocked in Athens. And throughout the book of Acts, we see that he was called a fool in Corinth and he was stoned in Galatia. And we understand in the Greek and the Hebrew definitions of the word ashamed, it means to be confounded, confused, disappointed, dishonored, disgraced. And yet, despite all those circumstances that Paul lived through, we read what he wrote to the church in Rome. Actually, it's in Romans 1, verses 16 and 17. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. We also saw... In Luke chapter 9, verse 26, about being ashamed, it says, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, this, of course, is Jesus speaking, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory, in the glory of the Father and the glory of the holy angels. So we see in the lives of Jesus and of Paul that there was no shame in demonstrating a lifestyle that was based on the gospel. And we spoke about Other examples, how we should not be ashamed. And this week we're speaking about scriptures that need to be ingrained in us so we would not be ashamed of the gospel. On Monday we spoke of the need to be led by the Holy Spirit. And we saw that Paul was constantly led by the Holy Spirit. He says, in fact, in Acts 20, verses 22 and 23, And now behold, bound in spirit, I am on my way to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit solemnly testifies to me in every city, saying that bonds and affliction await me. We know that Jesus went to Jerusalem knowing what was awaiting him, but he was bound in the Spirit because he was a man led by the Spirit. Yesterday we spoke about the necessity of living and obeying the Word of God. And we read in Matthew 4, 4, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We looked at portions of Psalm 119. We read specifically verse 80 in Psalm 119. It says, 
May my heart be blameless in your statutes, that I may not be ashamed. We read Psalm 128, verse 1. Blessed are all who fear the Lord and walk in obedience to him. And in Luke 11:28 we read these words. Blessed are those who hear the word and do it. We need to be doers of the word, not just hearers, because James says that's deception. But as we're doers of the word, we will not be ashamed of the gospel. Now we'd le- like to turn to a very critical aspect of the gospel that's necessary that we will not be ashamed of the Lord. And that is, do we have a willingness to suffer for the name of the Lord? Now, this isn't a very popular subject, but we need to face the fact that suffering is part of a believer's life. Turn with us. We're going to read many scriptures, and we pray that you will hear these words and see that suffering is a necessity in our lives. All right, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 20. For what credit is there if when you sin and are harshly treated, you endure it with patience? But if when you do what is right and suffer for it, you patiently endure it, this finds favor with God. This is a critical uh, portion of scripture that will allow us to go through suffering because we are believers and we are not ashamed of the gospel. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 14, we read these words. Even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. It's time that we start seeing things the way God sees them and not the way we prefer them to be. What that means, Shelley, is that when we understand the love and faithfulness of Jesus to us, when people mistreat us, or we're rejected, or betrayed, or find ourselves in difficult circumstances when we've done everything, naturally speaking, that we could do, um, the Holy Spirit comforts us and gives us his peace and strength to endure what a man naturally would not endure. And that's because uh, Paul had his eyes on the finish line. Uh, He had his eyes on the Lord. He had an eternal perspective. So everything he had to endure in his life after he came to the knowledge of Jesus being the Messiah, he realized had purpose for eternity and for the church and for Israel. So for us and every listener, when we realize that there's purpose with every breath we take and God is with us, he enables us to endure suffering for his namesake. So we see these demonstrated, Junie, so much in the life of Paul and what should we say about the life of Jesus When you look in the book of Matthew, we read these words as a portion of the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapter 5, verse 10. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's a powerful verse, and we go right now to the next verse, Matthew 5, 11. Blessed are you when men cast insults at you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. 
Junie, maybe in Brooklyn, we would say it this way. This is where the rubber hits the road. How do we function when we're persecuted or when we're going through a difficult situation? And this really is the litmus test of where we are with the Lord. And are we ashamed of the gospel? Do we hold back speaking the truth because it might be costly to us? Or are we willing to speak the truth in love and not be ashamed of the gospel? Let's go back to uh, Peter's epistles. We're going to read from 1 Peter chapter 4, beginning at verse 12. So if you have your Bibles, go there with us. 1 Peter chapter 4, beginning at verse 12. All right? Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for your testing, as though some strange thing were happening to you. But to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, Keep on rejoicing, so that also at the revelation of his glory, you may rejoice with exultation. Verse 14, if you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory of the glory of God rests upon you. By no means let any of you suffer as a murderer or thief or evildoer or a troublesome soldier. But if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not feel ashamed, but in that name, let him glorify God. Junie, these are such powerful words and is so contrary to our natural beings. We need to come into the to the place where these words become our very life. And, you know, the powerful words that the spirit of the glory of God rests upon you when you suffer for righteousness sake. And we saw that in the scriptures, if we read of um, Stephen stoning, he was a servant of God. He was a faithful servant and he was being stoned because of his faith and his face shone like an angel. And that's where we see the spirit of the glory of God resting upon uh, Stephen. And so many times in my personal life, when I've gone through deep testings and betrayal and rejection and being mistreated by um, people who are very close to me because I'm Jewish and I believe that uh, Jesus is our Messiah I was shocked many times looking in the mirror, seeing my face shine or my eyes twinkle when my heart was sad. It was like I didn't understand it until a friend gave me this scripture and prayed it over me that the spirit of the glory of God might rest upon you. So it's a reality that if we suffer for righteousness sake, if we do what's right, if we do what the Lord has asked us to do and everything goes all wrong, this is where uh, the devil gets a foothold in different people's lives and they get angry or they get frustrated or they begin to feel like it's not worth being a Christian. Uh, That's such a lie because the glory, the spirit, of the glory of God will rest upon you if you thank the Lord 
for your circumstances, if you pray to be hidden with Christ and God, if you plead the blood of Jesus over your life and ask for protection in the Lord, the Spirit of the Holy One will comfort you. He will enable you to do more than you would naturally be able to do. And I think it's just so important for every listener and for us to understand that when we follow the Lord and desire to live for Him, we are an enemy of the devil. Really? Well, we're coming to the close of this program, Junie, but I think we should speak more about these verses tomorrow. And one thought I had, and what you said is so powerful, every difficult situation is, as it says in verse 12, for our testing. God is trying to prove uh, who we are in him. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. We want to embrace these verses as we've never done before because we want to experience the spirit of the glory of God to be upon us on a daily basis and through the, through the suffering that will come about and how we respond to that suffering. We pray for this for us and every listener. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelly and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.